0: You're in FBI 94.5. Is my That's Faisal Mosterix and Quran In My Soul. Before it, you caught Fortet's baby in Ground Patrol from Sydney with Quake. Bridie with you right now. Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Both film awards, Jen and Andre are with me. Jen, who's just gotten out of self quarantine in Adelaide, and uh, Anj, good to have you both here.
1: Thank you. I've come out of self quarantine from Jen. So nice to be back.
0: (laughs) Now you're offering something very special to our listeners today, not only will you recommend a film based on what they've been watching, what they might like, but you will, we transfer that film to them Mm. if they text in.
1: Indeed, Uh, in this time, in this tumultuous time, we want to fill
2: your inboxes with recommendations of things to watch. Not just recommendations, I'm going to send the hard, illegal copies straight into your inbox, because all bets are off at this point.
0: No viruses?
2: No cinemas.
0: Movie news. I want you to see if you can guess what the two most Googled films in Italy are right now. Go on, have a little guess.
3: Oh,
1: I guessed uh, Parasite before. <laughs> the Beach. <laughs> the Beach. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? 2012. Uh, I'm still going with Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. Darkness Falls. <laughs> Let's do a grand reveal. Yeah. Oh, and I'm gonna play it? I'm
3: so sorry to keep you waiting. I'm so glad you found my lost gloves at the department store where you work, and so I wanted to thank you at the traditional two-woman light lunch with no other agenda whatsoever.
1: I'm Carol. My name is Kamel. I'll be serving you guys today. Do you wanna order now or should we wait for your husband's? Good one. Carol. (laughs) Funnily enough, uh, two of the most searched films on the Italian Google are Harry Potter and the Todd Haynes film Carol, starring Gay Blanchette. And we at the studio have been talking, asking questions. Why is Carol suddenly on
2: everyone's minds in the quarantine country of Italy? But before we get there, I can tell you why Harry Potter's on people's minds. Why? Well, Daniel Radcliffe just went to the press and said that Filming the entirety of the Harry Potter series drove him to drink, to which my best friend said, me too. Mm, I second that. My theory about Carol being so popular in Italy is that Luca Guadagnino's films have already
1: been beloved and watched so many times. We're talking Call Me By Your Name, I Am Love, that people are looking for the next Luca film. And Carol kind of fits that.
2: I also think it's just because it's about a lost glove and everyone in Italy has been losing gloves this week. Losing themselves, losing gloves. Singing together. But also, Carol features a lot of restaurant eating,
1: and I think Italians are missing the hospitality of restaurants uh, as a place of safety. Jenna, how much can we stretch this news? (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: let's move along, let's move along. Uh, Uh, More more cancellations uh, for... Big film festivals. Yes,
1: so it was on everyone's minds. Was Cannes Film Festival, the so-called biggest film event of the year, going to be cancelled?
2: Was the- Sydney Film Festival, which is a little bit more accessible to our listeners, going to be cancelled?
1: Cannes was happening in May. Sydney Film Festival, June, and it's official. Both events have been called off. For Cannes, it was a decision that kind of came after the president said no gatherings of more than a thousand people. Cannes' response was, "Our cinemas are 1,200 seaters, so we can maybe split up the screenings so people can still go to the movies, but now." official, the event has been postponed.
2: But sadder than all of that, the Australian premiere of Trolls has been cancelled, so Anna Kendrick won't be flying here. We
1: were going to speak with the star of Twilight and Up in the Air, but unfortunately that will no longer go ahead. Back to Sydney, though, because everyone's wondering how the Sydney Film Festival cancellation is going to affect the local Sydney scene. Sydney Film Festival is well known for showcasing Sydney films and films by Sydney filmmakers. I mean, just last year, we had two huge moments in Sydney film with the premieres of Suburban Wildlife and Secret in a Blue Room, which went on to do quite well. Sequin in a Blue Room went on to be nominated for an Actor Award. So this is potentially uh, a detour for local films that want to make it on a large platform, large scale. So get creative.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, is there any work around with film festivals? Can there be, like, could Brody, they do, like, online I don't know screening?
1: what's so ironic is that film festivals haven't learned that, oh, Jen's mad that I interrupted. I would
0: just
2: like you to, like, not talk from a place of ignorance. If you're in the industry, can you please text in what's happening? Like, I would love to know, hear stories from people who've maybe lost their jobs working on film sets. If someone was working on Elvis, we'd love to hear from you. I'd also love to hear from anyone from any of the major festivals about how their workarounds are going, whether they're going to put things online, and what the end of the year... Well, like, What is the film slate going to be look like this year? Because if you don't have festivals, you don't have distributors buying films, you don't have films in cinemas, you don't have cinemas... like. What's going to happen? And
1: a broader question that we're going to be asking is uh, the Academy Awards that are going to happen next year, are they going to start qualifying films that appear online? Because there was a big rule that you couldn't be nominated for an Oscar if your film wasn't distributed in theatres. But now that theatres are closing, it begs the question, is the film industry just
2: going to exist in the virtual world? And Netflix did just offer a $100 million buffer to all of their creatives, so it does look like they're going to do kind of okay.
0: You're going to have to keep up with movies, movies, movies if you want the latest in all this cinema news that's happening in the age of Coronavirus. Now, last thing before we get to two reviews, what's happening with Paul Thomas Anderson and Quarantino?
2: (laughs) Denton Quarantino and Paul Thomas Anderson, along with the film festivals, have been cancelled. No, not fully cancelled, but pretty much cancelled. Cocaine got cancelled actually by Fiona Apple, who she had an interview recently about her upcoming album Fetch the Bolt Cutters with our favourite New Yorker culture writer Emily Nossbaum, and she said every addict should just get locked in a private movie theatre with QT and PTA on coke and they'll never want to do it again.
1: Well luckily all movie theatres are closed because uh,
2: I don't want to see that. She also said that she wrote the bridge to this song, Fast As You Can, after being at a weird, weird party at Johnny Depp's house.
0: Let's take a listen on Movies, 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 FBI 94.5, Fast As You Can by Fiona Apple. to reviews when we return. <laughs>
3: too soon I don't know how to live without my hand on his throat. I fight him always and still. Oh, darling, it's so sweet you think you know how crazy, how crazy I am. You say you don't smoke easy, you won't go, but I know Will. fast as you can, baby, run free yourself up As fast as you can oh, I may be soft in your palm, but I soon go hungry for a fight And I will not let you in My pretty mouth will frame the phrases I will disprove your faith in me I'm gonna find-
0: As you can, by Fiona Apple. Recommended by the Film Lords, Jen and Andre, joining me in the studio for movies, movies, movies. This Monday, the twenty-third of March. One, no, no, no. Two reviews. Two reviews. Give me more reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two
3: reviews.
0: Two reviews. Film Lord Andre going first, reviewing the bisexual.
1: C'est vrai. Let's play that sting.
0: I'm just getting out of a 10-year relationship.
2: She's totally on board. She thinks it's a really good idea. Don't go.
0: You can still love and support each other and be on a break. The bisexual. On what did you reckon?
1: So we have picked two texts by Desiree Akhavan, who is an amazing American indie filmmaker known for the Miseducation of Cameron Post. We're going to interview her this week and bring that to you the next episode. So we're going to start with her TV show, which is on Hulu and BBC. So we're talking American indie in London. And Desiree, what can we say about her? She's a queer cinephile nerd who probably read too much to J.D. Salinger and has made a text which could possibly be about the least appealing thing in the queer community, which is labels. Uh, So this is a show set in London about her ups and downs as a bisexual. And it just dives into all the stuff that queer people hate, pretentious, self-important documentary filmmakers, cards Against Humanity, Performance Art and Cafes, Season 2 of L Word, and also things that queer people love, Simian Mobile Disco, Takeaway Curry, Dating tutors. Stylistically, this show makes me ask questions because traditionally I would have thought that a show that is a really deep, like self-centred exploration of relationships would have worked better in a movie format, and she is known for two killer indie films that kind of blew up in the indie film festival scene. So the idea of doing a show strikes me as a bit odd. It's only six episodes, so I'm wondering, oh, is this the right timeline? Do you need more time to expand on this? Do you need less time? And also handheld sex scenes. What's up with them? It's infuriating as a stylistic choice because, in a TV show, you can't show, you can't show genitals, and you can't show the intimacy that porn shows when porn does handheld. So I always wonder why you. What's the point, what's the point in holding the camera and making it jiggle if you're not going to get jiggy go with there. it? If You're not going to go there. Uh, but also, Desiree's acting style is schmick and span. It's almost like a gallery art performance set outside. It's cold, blunt, funny, serious. A piss take, but also very personal. Again, why a TV show? I don't know. (laughs) But it's online, and that's maybe where we're all going to be in the next few days. The Bisexual. Jen, chime in.
2: The Bisexual. Erase it or not? Erase it. Erase it or not. Oh. Well, you know...
1: I do make jokes about bi erasure. Funnily enough, this show does feature a recycled joke from 30 Rock, and I challenge listeners to try and find you better it. better be careful.
2: Everyone who listens to FBI radio is a bisexual.
1: Indeed, indeed. And this show really explores what it means to have biphobia, I think.
0: You're on Movies, Movies, Movies. In the middle of two reviews, you just heard the Andre's review of The Bisexual, a show which is on Stan?
1: It's on Stan in Australia. It's a show made for Hulu and BBC, but it's on Stan.
0: Great. And what would you give it in a word?
1: Bisexual, to be
2: honest, just by <laughs> Sister, Australia. the sister's so good at this. The oh, sister, the sister. I, I can't believe you didn't talk about her sister. Who I miss this that. And is just absolutely staunch and disapproves of every choice that she makes. Yeah, so. this show is
1: not sister erasure, which I love. I Chef's know. kiss.
0: Bisexual and sister. Uh, Jen, let's get to your review by the same director, Desiree. This is appropriate behaviour. May I help you? Um, I'm looking for the grown-up underwear of a woman in charge of her sexuality and not afraid of change. I'm Shireen.
2: What is that, Libyan,
0: Armenian? Iranian.
2: Iranian, wow. Tell me, what is the scene like in Tehran?
3: I spend most of my time on watching Disney videos with my grandmother while she untangles jewelry.
0: Ooh, okay. Similar vibe. (laughs) Appropriate behaviour. Similar vibe. This one's not a TV show.
2: This is a movie. Uh, This is kind of an old movie, but you can find it online. And it's kind of, you know, it's around the girls' era of cinema when people realised that they weren't seeing a reflection of themselves on screen. So they were just writing their own stuff, directing their own stuff, writing their own lines, which was way better than anything else that the machine was churning out. I feel like Desiree Akavan is a second coming of Lisa Cholodenko, or is that just me pinkwashing? Mm. If you haven't got into Lisa Cholodenko, just Google her after. That's another auteur to watch in isolation. Auteur with an E. Auteur with an... Aute- Honestly, <laughs> oh, I'm over <laughs> auteurs altogether. But... Um, she's basically been erased from the industry as well. Afterwards, she made The Miseducation of Cameron Post, which was also a period film. I guess Appropriate Behaviour is a period film because it's about dating and we can't do that anymore. So... I feel like Boy Erased, maybe erased Miseducation of Cameron Post a little bit. That's what they said. It was two films in one year about gay conversion therapy. She's come out and you know what? She's always better at casting. She's better at dialogue. She's better at acting. She, I think the thing about appropriate behavior that I realized halfway through is that everyone makes a film about a breakup, but this film makes you feel like when you get to the end of it, that maybe you are of your own breakup. It's not just watching someone else air out their dirty laundry. I'm looking at you Shia LaBeouf in Honeyland. I'm looking at you Tame Impala, Kevin Parker. She actually gives you some closure in a way that feels helpful. I want to bring you up on a point real quick.
1: Desiree is a. Cooler, <laughs> Bridie had her hand up first. Desiree is a cooler Shia, but Brady, go for it.
0: Oh, I was just going to mention later in the show we're talking about breakups on Let's Talk About Sex and uh, mm. how what to do in the interim between your last long-term relationship and possibly your next one, which sounds like this movie could be a good one to this watch. This movie
2: is all about that. She gets a job being te- being a film teacher to five year olds, which she wasn't expecting. She basically the film is processing all the red flags at the same time as recovering. And one of the first red flags is when they buy weed together. They're sitting in bed, smoking up, looking at each other, having a conversation. And she brings up this episode of Sex and the City when Carrie had to write a kid's book and made all the little girls smoke magic cigarettes And the other, like, the girl she's just started dating is like, I don't find that funny. I don't find sex in the city entertaining. And it's like the first red flag of their relationship. Mm.
1: Or- no one's saying this, but... She and says,
2: the- what do you watch, Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Desiree's funny. That's the bottom
1: line. Is that okay. She's funny. She knows how to direct. She knows how to And ride. we can't
2: wait to interview her this week. Okay. We're so
1: stoked. We can't wait. We're huge stands.
0: Looking forward to hearing from the director of both of the two reviews today, The Bisexual and, as Jen just reviewed, Appropriate Behaviour. What would you give that movie in a word?
1: Funny.
2: Two two Friends. Two reminds friends. me of that Jane Campion film that no one can see. You hear that?
1: Desiree reminds us of a Jane Campion film that we haven't seen.
0: Let's go to a track now from Terza, Fine Again. What's coming up next on Sydney Spotlight? We'll see. <laughs> we'll keep you guessing. Mysterious.
2: Quarantine tips. That's right.
0: FBI 94.5, movies, movies, movies. This is Fine Again.
3: you find want you to know that i'm here for you you make me stronger so i'm here
0: And again by Terza. What's happening? Yeah, Sydney. Sydney Spotlight. Jen and Ange joined me on Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings FBI 94.5 and you've spoken to someone who is a principal coronavirus advisor in Australia to get his take on outbreak movies, on disaster movies, which one's you should watch and are accurate, and which ones you should avoid. Yeah. What did you find out?
1: We found out a lot of things. Firstly, that a lot of doctors are actually under embargo, which means they can't speak to journalists because so much information is circulating, they don't want to uh, add to the huge torrent that's out there. So any film that you see where journalists and doctors are like collaborating, cut it out. Uh,
0: I I just wanted to point something out I saw online the other day. Someone mentioned a movie trope of disaster films where the experts are like, oh, nobody's listening to us in the government and it seems to be in all the different, you know, like Day Before Tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, all those sorts of movies. Um, but it's actually not just a cinema trope, it just seems to be a trope of real life. Oh. Yeah,
1: no no surprises there, I guess. <laughs> PPE, which is personal protective <laughs> equipment, which includes goggles, mask and gown, is what doctors should be wearing in every film about a virus. If they're not, then it's totally fake and gay. Uh, in the film, you need to be drinking safely and sensibly and if anyone's affected by a virus they shouldn't be experiencing moral panic they should just be remaining calm and reaching out to friends and support
2: networks uh, jen do you want me to keep going or do well, you- just for me i don't know i'm not a doctor but i always get annoyed when people do bad cpr on screen bad cpr yeah bad cpr really just like takes me out of it you because- know when people pump like three times and then cry it's like pump a few more times pump 30 <laughs> times like I you know what I mean? Yeah, you can save a life. And it's not like one pump and then a breath. It's like 24 pumps or something, isn't it? And then a breath. Jen's
1: a 24 pump gal. (laughs) Uh, Another trope in films that needs to be in an accurate virus representation is you just need to avoid the miracle cure. Miracle cures don't exist. So many sci-fi films that have the plot point where finally they discover the magical remedy for what is destroying the earth. And that is just completely illogical and impossible. Uh, instead, films that grapple with the difficulty of public health measures that affect people and restrict them in considerable ways uh, is and basically, way more authentic.
2: His his main like piece of advice was there are certain films you shouldn't be watching right now because they will stress you out, which is also kind of what I've been indulging in already. Yeah,
0: a lot of people are watching their top ten favourite outbreak films or yeah. end-of-the-world um, films, but that's actually not good for you. Do you know me. He's and, just like,
2: don't watch stuff that shows society collapsing right now that's so unhelpful. Like, don't watch 28 Weeks Later, but do you know don't what, watch Bird Box, uh, yeah, it's, don't watch 2012. We asked him, we just but... said, give us the
1: film that no one should watch right now, and he said Bird Box, which is the Sandra Bullock film about yeah. uh, this weird hallucinatory virus that attacks the world through like blindness so the whole film is
2: set with people wearing blindfolds but then he said watch scrubs house and glee and i'm like okay i'll leave coronavirus to you but I'm going to take control of what you should be watching. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. what we can't be watching, but I'm not about to go and watch Scrubs. Mm. <laughs> oh come on! He said, no, he said
1: it's because he, you should find a frivolous <laughs> medical show that you should watch, like Scrubs, <laughs> and Grey's Anatomy, which I can't understand. Who to be in a hospital
2: right now? No one's going to be treated in actual hospitals. Okay, like, Jen, I want something out on the ground. Well, why don't you give us a recommendation, Jen? What would okay, you watch? Okay, so what I would watch is uh, Sydney's runaway granny vid artist Joe Pole, who was the most prolific, amazing filmmaker in. Sydney but has left us for Lismore has the best YouTube channel filled with playlists and original work. Say the name again. Joe Pole.
0: We'll, ch- we'll chuck a link up on the program page fbiradio.com.
2: Y'all should a Black
1: Comedy, which is the, help me out here, SBS or ABC? ABC. ABC show that's about to disappear. It's been going for how many seasons, Six or seven seasons. Or seven seasons uh, they're yeah. all good. Just
2: uh, t- I also just like go on the YouTube channel and just watch all of their skits. Uh. Blue by Derek Jarman. It's just okay.
1: blue the whole time with sounds. We're talking a lot about queer cinema online. Last week it was Shakedown, this week it's Desiree Akhavan and we're also recommending some Derek Jarman films.
2: I'm just, I'm not recommending every Derek Jarman film. I'm recommending Blue, which was a film that he made when he got AIDS and he was going blind. He also wrote a book called Chroma. He's like this really famous um, queer British director. They're trying to save his garden right now. But he made this film about the colour blue and how it feels to be a filmmaker making films while you're blind and suffering from like an incurable disease. The most interesting part about
1: that is a blind filmmaker making a film. Yeah. I mean, hello... And then, to make
2: you feel really good, go see PP Manor by Colas Gola, one of our favourite filmmakers and comedians, and it was the pilot for a TV show that never took off, and it's all about this woman who goes to a town escaping something. I wish we had a clip for it. Featuring Amy Sedaris.
0: And if you're chewing through all your data watching movies online as I am, why not make something on your phone? Oof,
2: what we're doing. Why not write a letter to the government and ask for free data? free data but also make something on your own make something for friends and let's shift this industry
0: Jen and Andre thank you so much for coming in with movies 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 today keeping us up to date with everything that's happening in the world of cinema we'll catch you next Monday with your interview with Desiree you can listen back on the podcast and check out at movies underscore movies underscore movies underscore for two reviews on Instagram here's one from Mazda 3 this is untitled Friday with your on mornings We've got some bin juice coming up next new music from Sydney this podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com podcasts.